back in April of 2000, uh, we officially reopened this renovated and reconfigured uh, Laurel Medical Center as part of an unprecedented hospital surge plan. This facility uh, provided an additional 135 COVID beds, including 35 intensive care beds uh, to treat patients infected with COVID-19. This was one of the very first alternate care sites that we stood up early in the crisis and which we have kept operational throughout uh, the pandemic for surges just like this one. And I'm pleased to announce today that it is also the location of one of the 20 new testing sites outside of hospitals that we are standing up across the state uh, in order to meet the rapidly rising demand for testing and to divert people away from visiting hospital emergency rooms uh, just to get COVID tests. You know, after declaring um, a 30-day state of emergency earlier this week, we mobilized 1,000 members of the Maryland National Guard to assist state and local health officials with the state's emergency pandemic response and to provide operational support uh, to help open and operate these testing sites. Uh, in addition to Laurel Medical Center, today I'm announcing that by the end of next week, we will be opening 10 hospital-based testing sites, including the University of Maryland Charles Regional Medical Center in La Plata, University of Maryland Capital Region Medical Center in Largo, a Doctors Hospital in Lanham, Meredith Health in Hagerstown, Frederick Health, University of Maryland Medical Center in Baltimore City, uh, Johns Hopkins, also in Baltimore City, uh, MedStar St. Mary's Hospital in Leonardtown, and Northwest Hospital in Randallstown. We will be launching these sites in the coming days, and they will all be fully operational by the end of next week. Uh, in addition, next week, in partnership with the federal government, we will be opening a testing site at St. Agnes Hospital in Baltimore, where FEMA will provide some staffing support as well. All of these sites uh, will be open for walk-ups seven days a week with no appointment necessary. Walk-ups or drive-throughs uh, with no appointment necessary. And one of the primary goals of this effort is to ease the burden on hospitals and emergency rooms. And we're already getting uh, great encouraging reports that emergency room traffic uh, for testing has dropped dramatically as a result. University of Maryland Upper Chesapeake Health in Bel Air, for example, uh, has already seen a 72% drop in emergency room visits since we stood up the testing site there. Um, I continue to urge federal officials to address the serious national shortage of rapid testing. Uh, we have had little update from them, uh, but it appears that it will still be several weeks uh, before the federal government is able to begin distributing any more rapid tests. Uh, thanks to our forethought and planning efforts at the Maryland Department of Health, uh, we've continued to acquire more and more tests throughout the crisis, and we currently have an abundant supply of PCR tests. And in addition, we're in the process of distributing one million at-home rapid tests through local health departments, and we're finalizing uh, numerous additional emergency procurements to acquire as many more rapid tests as we possibly can from multiple sources 
and we're on track uh, to uh, receive another half billion uh, rapid tests in the next week. Every 24 hours, as part of our aggressive sequencing program, uh, we are analyzing uh, more samples to detect the Omicron variant, which, uh, as of today, we now estimate uh, accounts for approximately 90% of all of our lab-confirmed cases uh, in the state, as well as 90% of all hospitalized cases. I grew up uh, right here in Prince George's County, and at the uh, very beginning of this crisis, nearly two years ago, one of my first ideas and efforts was to reopen this closed Laurel Hospital. Uh, and for nearly two years now, this facility has been open and staffed by incredible medical professionals and healthcare workers who have been working day in and day out to treat patients and to save lives. Today, the hospital is nearly at full capacity. Earlier this week, I asked Marylanders to take a moment to thank our healthcare workers. And today, I just got a chance to say thank you myself, but I want everybody to thank all of the heroes here at the Laurel Medical Center. Um, and now I'm gonna turn it over to another uh, uh, medical hero, uh, and that's uh, Dr. Mohan Santa, President and CEO of OMS, who's going to discuss uh, why these testing sites are so important to our hospitals. Good afternoon. And let me start on behalf of all of the healthcare workforce across the state of Maryland saying thank you, Governor, uh, for your leadership. And thank you for continuing to lean in. Uh, to the challenge that we are collectively facing. You summarized it incredibly well to say that our hospitals in the state of Maryland are under incredible stress, and that stress is borne uh, by our frontline healthcare workforce. We are seeing a rapid rise in patients arriving to our hospitals uh, with COVID-19, very specifically, as you described, as a consequence of the Omicron variant of COVID-19. We have some facts that we need to share uh, with our communities. Across our health system at the University of Maryland Medical System, a month ago we had 200 uh, patients with COVID-19. Today that number stands at 800. Uh, in one month's time, that's a fourfold increase. We see that burden borne not just in caring for COVID patients, but caring for all of the patients who require our uh, need um, and come to us uh, with that great need. 75% of the patients who are currently admitted in our hospitals with COVID-19 across the medical system are unvaccinated. It's an important fact that needs to be reinforced. Another critical point to be appreciated is that less than 5% of all patients who are hospitalized with COVID-19 are patients who have been not just vaccinated, but also received their boosters. So it is an important message in helping support our healthcare workforce is to be vaccinated and to be boosted because the data I just gave you are facts. And that is what we can do most notably as Governor mentioned 
another important piece of our fight is now standing up these testing centers outside of our emergency rooms because the burden that it is placing on our emergency rooms and on our workforce is a disproportionate burden to now not just take care of the patients who are coming to us with other health care needs, but now those people who are coming in search of testing and in search of um, understanding whether they've been exposed to COVID-19. These testing facilities will be an incredible resource right now in the fight against COVID-19. I understand that it can sometimes uh, be confusing as we continue to share our knowledge, as we evolve our understanding of, our, um, of the COVID-19 virus. But what I would tell you is we will continue to speak fact and speak our understanding of the science so that you can make informed decisions about what you can do to support each other, our communities, and importantly, our healthcare workforce. So thank you. Thank you, Governor. Thank you, Dr. Santa. And with that, we'd be happy to uh, take a few questions. You know, I think part of that has to do with the increased supply that we have of rapid tests and the fact that we have stood up some more testing centers. We're still, the demand is still there. Um, I think we've still done, you know, 46,000 tests in a day, which is about the same as it was. But I, we, we, I have noticed as well, I left uh, the state house and saw, you know, I think two or three people standing out in front of a line where we saw it blocks long before. So, you know, we're making progress. Uh, I think, you know, we, we've opened up a couple now already and with the additional 10 sites, you know, by the end of next week and another 10 after that, uh, you know, hopefully it's going to make a difference. And as I mentioned, uh, with uh, we don't have, you know, statewide results to look at, but from the one hospital where we stood up the testing site outside, the fact that they're, uh, the, the people going into the emergency room dramatically decreased because, you know, we don't need to go to an emergency room to get a test. Uh, there, there's people really sick that are coming to the emergency rooms that our healthcare heroes need to take care of. Well, you know, maybe I'll turn that over to the medical professionals and let them answer that because they probably have more credibility than me. <laughs> so uh, we would absolutely recommend uh, those who have symptoms uh, be tested. And symptoms now, again, involve, include uh, things as um, uh, things like sore throat, things like cold symptoms. You should be tested. And the reason we want you to be tested is because if you are found to be positive, then things like quarantining and mask wearing can help reduce spread. If you've been exposed to somebody who you know has now tested positive, you should be tested. So again, it's about um, trying to understand who's positive so we can decrease the risk of spread. So again, I, I think uh, we are seeing across the state of Maryland a rise in children being hospitalized with COVID. We would continue to advocate to follow the guidelines of the CDC for children who are eligible to be vaccinated. We understand that it is safe, and we understand that vaccination is an important tool in helping decrease the risk of hospitalization and severe healthcare impact. So absolutely, we would continue to advocate 
for children to be vaccinated according to the guidelines of both CDC and FDA approvals. I'll let Dr. Wolford uh, t- tackle that one. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, the, we, we are, we'll be offering rapid tests and you know, point of care testing, uh, PCR testing. It, it both are important. And yes, the you know the rapid tests are not as accurate, and particularly with Omicron, there's some concern that you know, it doesn't always show up. But it's definitely a really important screening tool. You want to get that quick answer. Uh, we don't have false uh, negatives. We only have. I mean, we don't have false positives, so you, 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 if, if you have it, you know, it'll pop up. It never tells you you have it when you don't. Um, uh, but we're, uh, we got to do both. So uh, hopefully you get the rapid test so you can get a quick answer and then do the, the uh, more detailed test and, and you wait for those results to come in. But we want people to quickly isolate. If you get a rapid test and it says you're positive, then you should isolate and take all the precautions to keep from infecting your uh, friends and family and coworkers and neighbors. Uh, I don't. You want to add anything to that? Or? <laughs> on the on the volume, I'm, I, I think it's as many as we could possibly get done. As I mentioned, we have an unlimited number of PCR tests. We have, uh, you know, we're uh, we're distributing a million uh, rapid tests. We have another half a million coming in within another week or so, and we're looking to acquire, you know, as many as we can get. Yeah, uh, look, we're mostly right now focused on uh, a couple of, you know, emergencies, uh, crises, the uh, Omicron uh, variant that's, uh, you know, overflowing hospitals, standing up these uh, testing sites and getting people vaccinated and boosted um, and dealing with snow emergencies, which, by the way, we're expecting some more weather to come in this evening through tomorrow morning and with potentially, you know, pretty serious accumulations and problems with the roads tomorrow. Uh, but, uh, obviously the legislative session is about to start. Uh, we have had some conversations with legislative leaders. Uh, yeah, we will, you know, we're going to be focused on a couple of key priorities. You mentioned one of them, uh, crime is a big issue. We have, uh, you know, we're trying to get fair maps drawn with the legislative redistricting process and congressional redistricting. Uh, and, uh, we're going to be pushing for tax relief to, uh, try to help, uh, Maryland, struggling Maryland families and small business owners and retirees. Yeah, I don't really have much to say about that. I mean, it, uh, it it's not really much of a big deal. We addressed this uh, more, I guess, about a week ago. Uh, uh, there's nothing inappropriate with what we do. It's not really, it doesn't take the place of official government communications, but we certainly have the ability to communicate in an informal way, in person, on the phone, and through messaging chats. I think it's a pretty common practice, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I think we are being very transparent, yes. It's a wonderful question. Uh, that's what we're working on. We are one of the most vaccinated states in America. Uh, more than 92% of our uh, residents have been vaccinated. Uh, it, it, but we're, you're not fully vaccinated until you get to two shots, and you really need the booster to be protected by this new variant. So we've continued to message over and over again. We're excited that now we're able to uh, do booster shots for our uh, 12 to 17-year-olds, which just uh, came about as of yesterday. Uh, and that we're, we're uh, now able to get our younger children vaccinated and we hopefully will be able to get them vaccinated and boosted. And we just encourage everybody. You know, I know some people still, uh, although it's a small number of people here in our state, uh, 8% of the people who have refused to get the vaccine, uh, we just still encourage you to do it. Uh, as Dr. Santa said, uh, the, the, the less than 8% of the people are responsible for 75% of the hospitalizations and deaths. I mean, I don't know how, how much clearer to make it to you. Uh, it, you know, the, the vaccines and the boosters. 
Yeah, uh, that's a great question. I think we're we, our health department team and uh, together with the National Guard and our hospital partners, uh, you know, it, it's just how fast can we get something open and where is the biggest need? Uh, we'd love to have one in Montgomery County. Um, I think that's probably something that uh, is in the works, although it's not this week. Uh, and uh, we have great partners like UMS, uh, who've been responsible for a lot of these sites in conjunction with us. And we're going to continue to, we'll, we'll try to get as many of them as open as many places as we can. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that uh, the governors in general were are somewhat frustrated. I look, I mean, everybody's doing the best job they can, um, and they have made some progress on certain things. But the confusing guidance is still a problem. I think you know they tried to uh, take care of the confusion, but they made it more confusing. Um, and the problem of kind of overpromising and underdelivering. I think it was quite a while ago when they said they were going to. Uh, deliver half a billion tests out to people's homes, uh, rapid tests, and we've heard absolutely nothing about that since then. It's been a couple of weeks, and we asked about it. We don't have any updates, uh, but I, you know, we're going to continue to try to work together with it. We're very happy that they're coming in to stand up the one testing center with us at St. Agnes and provide some staffing help, uh, and I know that they're working hard, and uh, you know, we've been pushing to the federal government on a couple of issues. One, uh, to get more uh, rapid tests produced and acquired and distributed out to the states. Uh, to get more uh, life-saving treatments out to us, including, uh, you know, the monoclonal antibody treatments that will work for Omicron, which there's a big shortage of, and to get uh, help do whatever we can with the Defense Production Act or whatever to quickly uh, get out, uh, produce uh, the Pfizer uh, new antiviral pills and get those out to the states because uh, all of those things can help save lives, and none of us can do that without the federal government. I feel great. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, I'm happy to be uh, fully back uh, back to work, and I'm glad I'm able to get out of my locked room. I, you know, my wife had me on lockdown. I didn't come out of the room for 10 days, and luckily she dropped some food outside the door. So thank you. <laughs>